Have you written a children's book and now you're looking to self-publish it? Well, this is the right video for you. This is Chris Baird from selfpublishingmadeeasynow.com where self-publishing doesn't have to be so hard. So what we're gonna be looking at is how to self-publish a children's book in 10 steps in 2023. Now you may be thinking this is gonna be really difficult, but I'm telling you that if you break it down into the simple steps, it gets a lot easier. So the first step is you need to understand the costs and benefits of self-publishing. And this means there's a couple of things you have to keep in mind. If you're self-publishing a children's book, it's gonna allow you to maintain a lot of control compared to if you were going other traditional routes or even the hybrid route. So when you're self-publishing yourself, you can decide exactly what size, shape, how the cover looks, how it look and feel, the formatting, all of it. You have complete control. The downside though, is that you're gonna have some upfront investment costs that you're gonna have to take. And it's both in terms of paying for these services and also finding who's gonna provide those services. So this is one of the downsides if you choose to self-publish it. It's also very important to remember that there are some serious benefits to self-publishing, both in terms of once you've learned these steps, it makes it a lot easier and you're going to do it for future books and you're gonna have 100% of control over what exactly is happening with your book as you move it through the self-publishing process. Point number two, purchase an ISBN number plus barcode. Now you have to remember with your ISBN, it depends upon where you're planning on publishing it, okay? So if you're just putting it on Amazon, then you're not going to need to supply your own ISBN. But there are some exceptions to this rule. And one of them is, is that some bookstores look to see if it's an Amazon published ISBN. That is the code that's assigned to it to specify that this belong, what the book is, the genre, maybe even pricing information also can be assigned to the ISBNs. It sort of gives them the ability to say it's this book in this format, okay? and so that they have a very good idea of what exactly this book is, right? And that would be what bookstores and libraries and all of these places will also be looking at. But if it's an Amazon one, that can create barriers for you getting your book into other stores. Some stores will not want to carry those books. So one of the ways to get around it is also, it also looks more professional if anybody looks it up, which they normally don't. But if you do want to do your own, well then you can buy, purchase ISBNs through Bokker or whatever your country's thing is. Some countries offer free ISBNs like Norway and Canada, but for the most part, you're gonna have to purchase them and they can be a bit pricey. If you only buy one, it's like $125 to purchase an ISBN and then to get the barcode. But the ISBN, then it gives you the ability to have your own company name or your own name attached to that ISBN. It then will get past that barrier that some of the small bookstores have against running Amazon books. It also will look more professional because it's using your own. Though again, most people do not look up. They don't even know what an ISBN is. It's at the beginning of all of the books you read. But most people don't. And on ownership, it gives you a way to prove that you own a book. I've specifically used this route sometimes when somebody does a challenge against one of my books on Amazon. And I'm able to say, no, I own the ISBN to this book. And Amazon says, okay, that is just fine. So point number three, identify your target audience's age group. Now you may be thinking when it comes to children's book, well, it's children, but that would be a huge mistake because you need to remember not all children are the same. Is this for boys? Is this for girls? Is this for toddlers? How exactly old are these people? And you're gonna to wanna to also do this when you're putting in your subtitle so it specifies this book teaches such and such for this age group, a specific age group. So when a parent is looking, they don't wanna to have to guess based upon the types of pictures you have 
who's going to be reading this book you need to make that really clear and ideally in that subtitle so they're able to see it but you need but you need to figure it out because you can't be writing to all of the different age groups of children and that's a huge problem and this is a core marketing strategy which is figuring out exactly who the book is for is it for little girls maybe little boys maybe it's for both there's ways of doing this and the and a lot of the things that you have the artwork and graphics and illustrations are going to reflect the choices you make for who this is for and some books also are focusing on certain minority groups and things like that and so it's important to sort of figure it out are you writing for a particular minority group as well that maybe this book is going to appeal to them and and that's a thing that's going to play a big role as opposed to just throwing random groups for saying it's for all children it's really not a good idea you're going to want to narrow it down niche down to that specific one single group point number four copyright your book this one is especially important in the United States, not as important as a lot of other areas, but again, Amazon sometimes wants proof you own the rights to the book, and copyright is one exact way of doing it. It also protects your book from getting stolen or reprinted, and people are copying and reprinting it, that you're able to establish, look, I own the rights. Now keep in mind, for the rest of the rest of the planet, for the most part, right, the if you put a copyright on uh, the second you've published the book, you have the copyright to that book. So it's automatically applied. Even if you just put it in a blog and you're the first to put that content there, you already own the copyright to it. But in terms of defending it in court and things like that in the United States, it can then be important to actually pay for that copyright. And there's a process to this whole copywriting thing. It can be a bit of a pain. It can cost you money, but it may be worth considering. I would just say one special thing. It's that if somebody takes your book and then just throws it for free on the internet or whatever it might be, it's usually really hard to actually get money back from them. Even if you think you're going to bring some lawyers in and really get your money back, when somebody from other countries that are less fortunate or whatever, they may in fact people from there may be doing it to make money and they have no money so that's one of the reasons they're going that route and secondly if you're doing email lead generation inside your book when somebody steals your book the fact is is that the people who read it they may give their email address and you're gonna you're gonna be able to bring in some new customers even if they're taking your first book they take it because it's a low risk uh, just getting it for free but going forward but uh, it may be something that actually will generate more customers and more future readers for you so you need to really think deep and hard about the copyright I would say for the most part it's not that where it's not worth really doing that and so I probably would hop over that step for for some but it's worth at least considering step five edit the manuscript to pro standards we want to make sure that the manuscript itself is reaching a professional standard and the best way to do this is through editing and the editing will make that give it that polished touch that you need in order to ensure you're going to be getting really positive reviews. The other thing it'll help you is clarity so it's super clear the message that you're passing on to people who are purchasing the books, these children, and they know exactly what's happening and, and the message in, within the book itself. It all fits together, the illustrations, the storyline, all of it that you're doing. And then the other thing is for feedback. You're able to go with your beta readers and such in order to make sure that that manuscript is up to the highest level possible. Even if it is a self-published book, it doesn't have to be low quality as some people try to accuse self-published authors for doing. Number six, hire an illustrator to bring it to life. 
This one is so important for children's book. You want that visual appeal to be in place so that when they're looking at the book, they can't wait to flip to the next page and that the illustrations themselves. The other thing is you need to make sure that they all fit together and match your personal branding. So when we go from one children's book you've done to the next one, we should all be fitting within some sort of a brand where they all look a little similar. So you're gonna to wanna to stick with that same illustrator, assuming they do a great job for you. And that's one of the reasons why professionalism and plays such a huge role here at making sure that you're hiring a professional, somebody who's really going to be able to do a great job on that. I would recommend finding somebody on Fiverr or Upwork in order to put these graphics together, these illustrations. And one of my clients recently asked me specifically this question, which was, do they all need to match each other, the illustrations? And I said, yes, they actually do. We don't want to have one as a photo and then the next one is some clip art and then the next one is a, is a little pencil outline of something. We really, really need to make sure that all of these things fit together closely, okay? Step number seven, apply for a Library of Congress control number. And this is an interesting one. This has an impact on cataloging that they're gonna be doing at the Library of Congress. So this is something you may wish to consider as well to ensure that you're getting maximum distribution when they're going to the library. It's gonna give it that ability where they e easily can register this thing in the overall Library of Congress, uh, where the catalog that they have there at the Library of Congress. So this is a really important one. And for the process, you can just apply right through their website and just provide the information for your specific book. Point number eight. Marry the pictures and words with a great layout. This is so important. This hits the aesthetics of your book so that the story is moving along and the illustrations are fantastic and all of these different components of it are really clicking in. So when the children and the parents are reading these books, they're gonna be tempted to buy book after book and that really will make a difference for your books as you go because you're not going to be dependent upon just finding new readers. No, old readers will come back and they'll be reading your book over and over. The other is having somewhat of a visual hierarchy. That's a well-designed layout. It creates a visual hierarchy that it guides the reader's eyes and emphasizes the key elements of the content. And that is when they see the page, they exactly, their eyes are drawn around the page, the way that it all fits together on those pages with the text and the images. It seems like it's so simple, just a picture and some text, but really it's a lot more difficult than that when we're trying to do this. And the other thing to remember there is branding, making sure that again, the consistency with your layout is incredibly important. Number nine, choose a printer or go all digital. So the first thing is from a budget standpoint, what's your goal? In the old days, you always had to get the printer and print out five, a thousand copies. And you'd have them in your garage, you'd sell some of them, and then you'd try to give them away or sell them or go to flea, flea uh, markets to sell the rest of your books. But this can be a very painful process and difficult. Nowadays, you have print on demand. That's also an option. Or you could have just the digital version. But you know if you've watched my channel long enough that I will always tell you you should go for as many options and as many distribution channels as possible. If you are going to be handing out and selling in person, then choosing the right printing company is important in order to ensure the quality is exactly up to par. And I always would say go for maximum distribution. So your book should be in all of the different formats possible and at a minimum the print on demand in all of these platforms. So that when somebody wants to seize your book from some random place, they can place an order and you don't have to ship it from your garage. You also don't have this huge backlog of books sitting in your garage waiting to be sold that you never managed to sell. Step number 10, start building up your amazing reviews. The first thing is reviews show credibility. And credibility is something that 
They, who, who are you as an author? Have they even heard your name? That means you're gonna have to do some marketing to get around this. And one of the things is getting the reviews in place. Whether it's, it's I, Amazon does not want you to do friends and family, though most authors do do in fact go that route. But uh, ideally you'd build up an email list as you would do it and you'd be able to through that email list over time, you'd be able to contact them and give them free copies of your book, even the ebook version, a PDF version, in exchange for an honest review for your book. And then that will increase the sales. And the strategy behind it, it involves helping with the ads and, and even if you're doing content marketing on your website or podcast or other things, YouTube, a lot of the other social media platforms where you're showing little shots or maybe flipping through your book or maybe even reading your book. All of these things build connection which will help you get better reviews and if these people anytime they compliment your book you can immediately ask them can you please leave a review for my book which is incredibly important. So in conclusion you can see these 10 steps when pulling it together when you're going to self-publish your children's book it makes it a lot easier for you as an author to slowly work through each one of them as we're getting the book put together placing the orders for the different aspects of the book and these are just the key elements that we need to keep in mind above and beyond just the normal basics of self-publishing that you'll find in my checklist below in the description but my question for you is have you written a children's book you're looking to self-publish if you have write yes below in the comments and if you have not write no below in the comments because I need to know how far you've come with your children's book and check up above me here for more self-publishing answers to your self-publishing questions Thanks.